welcome back everyone thank you so much for hanging in with me um for the week that i didn't post it was a crazy week um i hope everyone enjoyed their fourth of july i sure did um I didn't really get to see, I mean, I saw fireworks on Saturday, but I didn't see fireworks on the actual 4th of July just because I was dog sitting and, um, not only my own dog, but I was also dog sitting my boss's dog. So from my nanny job. So I wanted to make sure that they weren't going to like have a heart attack and, uh, pass out from the fireworks because, you know, fireworks are kind of damaging on dogs. (laughs) They're scary. I mean, if you really think about it, if, if, <clears throat> I'm not sick. I just, I, my allergies are so bad right now. So you're going to intermittently hear my nasally passage and my, uh, cough. So welcome to that. I have allergies all season, all year round. So here it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you really think about it, fireworks are really scary for younger children, babies, people who really don't know what's going on. Um, in general, uh, I'm not saying that like, you live under a rock, but like sometimes if you haven't been around like these big booming things, they sound scary. They sound like bombs. They sound, I mean, they are bombs. Like they just are colorful bombs that we set off during 4th of July, but especially to dogs. Like if you can hear things like intensified every day all the time, and then all of a sudden you hear this big booming thing that kind of disorients you and you don't really know where you are, what you're doing, where it's coming from, because it's coming from all different directions. And some of them are really close. Some of them are really, really far away, but you can't tell the distance. Yeah, I'd be scared too. So I I just was dog sitting and I dog sat the whole last week. And yes, I know last time I dog sat, I still um, did a podcast. I just, I was so busy, um, just you know, moving out of my apartment, getting things situated back at home for a little bit, uh, finding a new apartment. Everything's just crazy right now. Uh, so I promise that I will try to release at least two episodes this week for you guys. So you guys can make up for lost time. I won't, um, make them super, super long. Well, actually, yes, I will. I I always make them super long because I love to drone on and have conversations like this. Uh, but yeah, (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in uh, again. And thank you for sticking around with me with my Latina time, <laughs> my my unscheduled scheduling. Uh, so something I kind of want to talk about today was because I was actually recently just asked for advice. I, I do want to preface this by saying, like, again, uh, if you're new here, I am a registered uh, doula or not a registered, I'm a certified doula. And then I'm also a uh, student midwife. I'm not, I'm in no way saying that I'm an expert on relationship sex or any of that stuff. I just, I experience these things. I've learned, I feel like I've lived a lifetime um, in my 23 years. Obviously I haven't like, uh, there's still a lot of things I don't know. A lot of things I'm educating myself on. And a lot of things that I think like my perspective on things obviously is not, God, like you should not take it um, fully. You should not always question, always be skeptical. And if you think that what I'm saying is incorrect or um, not fitting within your ideologies, I guess you could say, or even just whatever, you can, we can always have a discussion about that. So please join the Facebook group um, and we can continue to have these discussions. Again, if the Facebook group isn't working and you guys want to do like a private, even like a private chat, always PM me. I'm more than willing to have these open and honest conversations with everyone. Uh, yeah, just cause 
I like to learn. I like to uh, expand my I expand my you know knowledge of things, expand my horizons to understand everyone's uh, perspectives on things. I don't necessarily think that my perspective is the right one, but it's the one that I have. So if you agree with it, great. If you don't, even better. Uh, let's have that conversation. So. I just thought, I just think it's funny because I have obviously been in a relationship. Sorry for the, I hate when people breathe into their mics and I just did it. Um, but it was a sigh. <laughs> I have been in a relationship obviously for seven years now. Uh, he's my high school sweetheart. I talked about this last uh, two weeks ago with even Dana about how I call him my partner because I think being a boyfriend is like too little, like, you know, kiddish. I know everyone loves the title boyfriend when you're dating, obviously, a heterosexual male or just like a male in general, identifying male. But I don't know. I He's he's more than that to me just because he is my best friend. He, We've grown up basically together. Like, I mean, we didn't grow up like as little kids, but since high school and now we're like these adults that ha- have to eventually decide whether we're going to get married, not get married, um, or stay together, like stay together without being married, break up, have children and so on and so forth. So I feel like calling him my boyfriend is such an, I don't want to say insignificant because it's not insignificant, but it's like, he just holds so much more than just being a boyfriend, like, you know, to me, but beside that point <laughs> that I just droned on about, I, and I'm still searching for the word. So if anyone has like a good, um, idea of what you, what you call your partner, um, s- things that I should possibly call Mike, and I don't say it to him. Like it's when I describe him to other people, uh, he's Mike to me, he's babe sometimes. Uh, but other times he's like, I don't know, just Michael, <laughs> We don't have like cutesy little nicknames for each other. This isn't what this podcast is about today. So don't turn it off. If you were to turn it, if I already lost people, that's fine. (laughs) I get it. I, I, this is like an, whatever. But anyways, (laughs) uh, because I've been dating him for seven years, I have kind of gone through all of the ups and downs, woes of relationships, especially those are who have dated people like since high school or, um, since, you know, like if, if you're on and off with someone, I obviously can't have the same conversation with you. But if you haven't, ex- like if you're trying to do a long-term relationship, I do feel like it it fits even if you're living with this person. Because even though I haven't been obviously cohabitating with Mike, uh, we basically do, first of all. Like um, I live by myself and like I do... Um, I have alone time, but I feel like even when we do begin to live together, I will continue to have my independence and, um, you know, as as well as he will. So I think you can use this advice or I guess not, I I also don't want to preface this as advice because it's really not advice. Uh, this, these situations or, um, this understanding of how you're feeling into your everyday life, if that makes sense. So I was recently reached out to, uh, evidently by, my uh Mike's little sister um because she's actually in a relationship I don't want to go too much into it and whatever like if you can find her on Facebook or like find her through like my stuff like don't bother her whatever I don't really even know if she listens to this podcast I assume not (laughs) but uh she reached out to me the other night which 
to my to my surprise, and I was actually really excited because um, we have been getting closer, and I think it's nice because she is closer in age to us. Um, she's not that much younger. She graduated high school last year. Yeah, so she's like four years behind. I am behind me, right? That's how you would say he, they're like three years apart. I think I forgot how old, but point is, cause I, I really don't, I don't know how old she is, but I'm going based on like schooling. <laughs> She's four years behind me, but, um, so she is like trying to like discover who she is, um, like career wise, discover where she's going in her path, um, and all that stuff. And I'm going to go into the latter part later, just cause I do want this kind of be, Obviously, if you're going to listen to that part, it's going to be on the Patreon and, you know, so everyone join the Patreon, but I'll talk about the relationship part first for everyone. And then Patreon, you guys will hear, my Patreoners will hear the latter on discussion on how I feel about all that. And eventually, if you guys want, I will release it, but it'll be at a later date. Um. So anyways, back to where my point was is so she reached out to me and I was excited because we have been getting closer. We have been hanging out more, which is nice. Um, I've been trying to make the effort just because I know that eventually when Mike and I do move, especially to Arizona, we'll be far away from our family. And, um, I don't want him to lose touch with that. And also when we start having children, I don't want it to be an awkward situation where we're just starting to become close. Um, I would like us to become close now. And I don't know. I see her as my, little sister is a little sister I never had just because I have been with him for so long and I have known her for so long. And like, there are situations that I do help her with, um, like just like giving my insight to, um, obviously she doesn't have to take the advice, but like that I feel like it, it would be wrong of me not to try to, um, like kinder a friendship between us. Uh, so that's what we're doing. Which I'm super excited for. I love making new friends and only that, but like, I I love the fact that we can all just like be in a friend, like, you know, um, so that way Mike can also be close to her. Cause you know, brother and sister, you're not typically like the closest to your brother when you have, a, when you're the younger sibling or when you're the older sibling, you know, and I, I definitely am not as close to Tristan as I would like to be, but he's also 13. So I know that eventually we will be closer, but we, we I, I i would like to be that you know i would like mike to have that same relationship so that when we do have kids our whole families can be closer um and whatnot so anyways so she reaches out to me and i was so excited because she asked it was like a friend like she was coming to me and like uh asking for advice like uh, as a friend would and it was it just you know it, it felt i felt like i won <laughs> not like one but like one at life like i felt like i'm like finally becoming having this little this friendship, this closeness that I had been yearning for between us for a while. So she reaches out to me and she asked, uh, cause she's dating that she was dating this boy. She has been dating this boy for two years and I actually think they've been dating longer, but they haven't, but they've been dating for two years and they're kind of in this slump. I think that when people say you're in a slump, you, uh, it's, it's good to reflect on it and to understand like what, what you what your definition of a slump is first. And second of all, um, what are some things that you did before in single life that you're not doing now that you're wishing you could do other than obviously dating other people? I mean, if dating other people is your thing, we'll get into that. But, um, and then what did you guys do in the first year that you're wanting to change now, now that if it's repeated patterns. So, uh, 
she kind of just told me that, you know, she wanted my advice and wanted to see if I had ever gone through the same kind of slump around year two. And if not, like, you know, obviously when did I experience the slump, if I ever did and how I got out of it. And I simply told her that, you know, especially when you're dating, when you're dating someone from high school, um, you, you kind of do fall into the slump because you're seeing them every day, right? You go from seeing them, they help you walk you to class, they, um, whatever. If you're dating them in, in college too, like you might take, uh, end up taking the same classes. You might have met them in your class. And if you met them like on Tinder, you might, you might want to divulge all your time to them in the first year, right? Because it's called the honeymoon stage. So you're constantly with them. You're either constantly sleeping with them or um, like, you know, you're ending your night with them. You're spending weekends together. You're hanging out with them like every single day. Or um, you're do- when you guys are hanging out together, you're doing the same thing. So that also can go into like you're sleeping with them every single day. Uh, not even every single day, but like every time you see them, uh, you guys aren't really going out. You guys are hanging out with friends. And if you are, you're constantly doing that. And sometimes you could even fall into a slump with there because the other person or even you could feel like they're not really getting to know you or they have gotten to know you and they're just tired. They just need a relaxation time. They need time for them. It's like my best example for this. And I didn't obviously tell her this, but my best example for that would be if I used to go through this all the time. If you, when you were younger, hung out, or even now, if you hung out with friends every single day, or like not even hung out with friends, you would, let's say you had a sleepover, boom, 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 boom. Every, like you were on a three day weekend or you, the summer hit and you were able to sleep over a friend's house every single day, or they were, you know, you would alternate at their house, your house, their house, your house, their house. Your, you never really had time to yourself. You're boom, 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 right on top of each other, hanging out with them, sleeping over. And, there is no space for you to kind of decompress and do things that you don't typically do in front of other people, like um, sticking to your skincare routine. Honestly, even shitting. I'm going to be honest, like taking a shit where someone's not like waiting for you or you know that someone like even if like your friend and you have been sitting in the same room for like an hour on their phones, like you could sit there and be like, fuck, I wish I was alone. I wish I could just let out a fart if you really wanted to. Like, not that I, like, I, like, even if you're the closest with your friend and you let out farts all the time, like, it sounds stupid and it sounds ridiculous, but it's, it goes for friends and it goes for family. It goes for everyone. Like, sometimes you just need time to yourself. Like, whether that means that you're hanging out with your boyfriend because you're, uh, you've been with your friend for so long. So you're going to hang out with your boyfriend. You're going to hang out with a separate friend. Because you need time to, to just like decompress with that person. You need to literally just be by yourself to shower for like half an hour if you really want to. I mean like water bills and electric bills and uh, heat bills would be fucking through the roof. But that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do, right? So I, it, it's just one of those situations. Like it, it's not just the person. And if if you have to, if you can reflect on yourself, not even on yourself, but on the situation and you see that maybe like this isn't the person for you. Maybe you just, you don't like their habits. Maybe things that um, were a pet peeve to you in the beginning have just become this thing that you resent them for. So like grinding teeth at night, some people cannot stand it. Like they will look at you and they will be so disgusted with that act, you know, that you do. Or like, for example, when I was dating my first long-term boyfriend in high school, uh, there came a point in time where I would look at him and I would say, "Ugh." 
I can't believe that. Like, we would be having sex. And I'd say, oh, I can't believe that this person's on top of me right now. Like, this is so gross. Like, I'm over it. Done. And it's not because he, I, like, never thought he was hot. Obviously, I dated him. And I'm not, I, I hate when people do the whole, like, oh, my ex was so gross. No. I, it just comes to a point where, like, there's things that they do, like the grunts, the sweating, like, where you're like, I just can't believe I let this person crawl on top of me. And the best example I can give, like, to how someone might feel like that is if anyone's ever watched Shameless, there's a part in, like, I think the early seasons where Karen, the, the girl's name is Karen, and she, um, is a self-proclaimed sex addict goes to uh, sex addict anonymous and meets this man named Jody and they're like in love whatever and then she gets pregnant obviously she did it turns out it's not his baby but and it was never his baby because she was pregnant way before she met him um but then they get married and they're having sex obviously constantly because they're sex addicts but they have to have it in a loving way and he has to have it with music playing and it was the combination of the music the him only doing missionary him grunt the grunting everything it you could just tell she was over the relationship a long time ago but because those were her early on pet peeves and it became something that she just oh disgusted her couldn't do it so she kicked him off of her and Whatever they they ended up breaking up after that, but like, it's not the fact that the, he was doing that because he, he's always done that, right? It's the fact that she was so over it. She had been with him for so long, like you know, every day, boom, 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 with him, um, and that pet peeve now turned into something that disgusted her. And that's the same thing that happened to me in my first long term relationship, right? So if that's what you're finding yourself doing in year two or even earlier on, like six months in, this person probably isn't your person. The universe shows us things in different forms and different ways. Sometimes they're really nasty like the, that, like, you know, it's not their fault. It's just like, you just can't get past it. And it's not something shallow. I wouldn't even say it was shallow. It's just sometimes, like I said, the universe just shows itself in different ways. So it's, I wouldn't say it's shallow. I wouldn't personally say it's shallow. Other people might say it's shallow, but I don't. Because you shouldn't have to budge on what's your pet peeve. Like, you shouldn't have to budge with something that annoys you. Um, I mean, do you love and accept that person for every single part of them? Like, all their flaws? Yes, but not necessarily every person you meet or every person you date or, you know. Like, there's some things that you just can't get past. And that's completely Okay. But that's something you need to reflect on and notice and not just blame it on, um, oh, well, I think uh, I need space from this person uh, because we've been hanging out too too long. I mean, that might be it too. Not saying that, but just if you're starting to realize you're resenting them, it's probably a good idea to either take space and self-reflect and notice it, see if this is like someone that you love or um, and you want to be with, um, which she... And this is definitely not the conversation I had with um, Mike's sister. It was literally like complete opposite. She, you know, loves and adores him. It just, they've been hanging out so much together. They, they see each other every day. They talk every, they talk constantly. And I think that's another thing that, especially younger couples and I'm, cause I know older couples, couples or older people in general, they don't really value like uh, texting as much as like the younger generation does. But I have noticed that a lot of people um, put a lot of stress and a lot of, uh, 
effort. I wouldn't even say effort, but I put a lot of emphasis on having a textual relationship with someone or constantly having communication, which is fine. I'm not saying don't do it. If you guys are great with that, awesome. But I'm just saying that you're going to get easily bored because there's, you're going to run out of things to say. If you're constantly hanging out with that person every single day and constantly having communication with that person every single day, what are you going to talk about? They're going to know your day from the minute you woke up to the minute you fall asleep. And when you're with them, they're going to obviously know your day and how you're feeling about it. Like, I think if you're going to do that, don't text, call each other once or once in a while, you know, like leave, leave some room for them to miss you, leave some room for you to miss them, honestly. And and I know it it's hard because you're so used to texting, but like Mike and I, we stopped texting each other. Well, we text each other often, but like we stopped having like we stopped having that need or like me being upset with him for not texting me a long time ago. And that was, I, I want to say I, not that long ago, but a long time ago, it, uh, I would say three or four years ago. And it was because he said it like I either I, I'm working or he's working, so he can't text me. So like, that's unfair for me or, and for him to expect that from each other. And we, when we see each other, it's, he loves to hear about my week. He loves to hear about my days. Uh, when we see each other in person, he's just more of an in-person person, you know, because he hears the emotion and he doesn't take anything out of context. And also he can ask me questions right away. Like, it's not like we has to read this whole message and then like ask me questions, but I've, me who having already said it has moved on to the next thing that I wanted to tell him. And I'm not really like focusing on his, um, text. And on top of that, you know, it gives us both room to miss each other. We, I, I think about him throughout the day cause I'm not texting and I'm like, I wonder what he's up to. I wonder what he's doing. And then I like, if I go shopping, like I'm thinking about like, I wonder if he needs this. And that's when I do call him. But if he's working busy, I kind of just, you know, I, I ask him the next time I see him or I buy it for him. And it's like a cute little surprise and he doesn't constantly have to know. You know, it's, it's good to do like, I'm not saying don't ever text them. Don't ever call them. Like you, do whatever you feel is great. I'm again, not, not advice. This is more just like my perspective on it. But I do think that if you're going to see them every single day and have the conversation every single day about what they did today, how they're feeling today, what they're doing, um, maybe leave it to the imagination, (laughs) not even the imagination, leave it for when you guys see each other in person, because doing it constantly when you're texting, you know, like things get crossed. It's like playing telephone you always, yes, you're reading it, but it's up to the person on how they interpret it. And if you one day decide like, Hey, I want to use proper grammar and punctuation. And you had been texting, this has happened to me. That's why I'm using this example. Um, and you happen to always text them in like text talk or, um, not, not using punctuation. Now that person's like, you're pissed off at them. And now there's like a fight that's going to ensue when you guys see each other. Cause you're going to insist that you're not mad at them. And then when you see each other, it's, he's gonna, you're now going to be kind of annoyed that he thought he was mad at you or mad at him for no reason. Cause you might be an overthinker as I am and think that, oh, well he thinks I'm mad at him because, and also have past traumas with the relationships. And you might think he's mad at you, um, because, he's doing something wrong that he should, that you should be mad at him for. My, sometimes my way of thinking is a little skewed, but it does stem from past relationship traumas and past traumas in my life, just in general, like pet, like childhood traumas, everything. So yeah, if you're one of those people, then texting probably isn't the best thing for your relationship. Um, well, texting would be okay. Like I'm not, I'm not saying don't text again. I'm not saying don't text. I'm just saying texting probably like all the time, 
plus being in person won't isn't probably the best for your relationship. But if you're like long distance, obviously texting, uh, talking on the phone, Skyping is 100% needed. But if you're like in the same town, going to the same school, uh, basically living together or living together in general, I, I think once it, like once in a while, a sexy text throughout the day or, you know, just like, Hey, uh, did you eat lunch? You know, checking in texts are great. And then when you see each other, it's even the better. Cause you guys, you could talk about your day then. And if something like, Oh my God, my favorite thing that to get though, is the phone call for Mike from like, uh, cause we're not going to see each other that day, but he like really wants to tell me, um, that, uh, like about it, like some cheese some gossip that he found out at work or, you know, about people I don't even know about. But he knows he can't hold it in until, like, the next time he sees me. So he'll call me or he'll even come, like, he'll even Skype, like, FaceTime me. or Because sometimes when he texts me, um, it doesn't come across as, like, shocking. So, like, he'll, like, voice note me. And that's the best. That's, like, the best. But that's because he's, you know, my best friend. Or, like, something that, like, someone's like, oh, don't tell anyone. And it's, like, not even shocking. It's just, you know, he just he just needs to tell someone. He'll tell me. Um, so... And and I know every relationship does that, so, but I just think it's so funny. But that it helps keep the the texting and the calling relationship interesting. You know, it's not so much like oh, you're you guys are sitting in just blank space or watching a movie together um, on Skype. If you're long distance, that's great. But again, if you're in like the person and the person and the guy or the girl or the per the person you're with, if they're doing something else with friends or they want to, but they're just also stuck at home doing nothing because you're sitting on, on like FaceTime or Skype with them, watching a movie with them because you guys just need to do everything together. I don't think that that's needed. I think everyone needs to have their own separate lives and have at least once or twice a week or a month. If you really don't feel like for me, I, I try my hardest to, schedule my life so I can have as like as much alone time. <laughs> it sounds so bad, but as much alone time with myself as possible. Um so if I like like last week, Mike and I spent the whole week together and it was great. I loved it. But there was a day where he went up to his grandpa's and I loved that too. Like I loved being alone. I loved just being able to watch my like Real Housewives of Atlanta. I love being able to like work out by myself, shower by my like we shower by ourselves now because I don't. I mean, like we shot we can shower together. I love showering together, but uh, yeah. I mean, you guys don't need this, right? It's it's whatever. But the point is, it. I love my alone time. I love to you know do self care. I I don't necessarily do self love when I'm no I'm gonna see Mike, but I do do self care. Like I love to do my face masks. I love to paint my nails. I love to get my nails done by myself. Um, although he did start getting his pedic his pedicures with me, and I love that. Um, I do love going with him. That's just like an extra thing we do together. But I love hanging out with friends. I love going wine tasting with my mom. I love hanging out with my family. You know. But then I absolutely up. Obsess and love hanging out with myself, like organizing, cleaning by myself, the best, uh, cooking by myself, the best. So like, even like he gets sometimes, or like last week when we were together, he, um, was like, Oh, I feel bad that I'm not like helping you with dinner. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's because I genuinely cook for myself. I love to like, even if it's like for the both of us, I love to cook 
by myself. I like to have that time and that space to like decompose my thoughts. I know people think I'm crazy. Like all my friends, people I've lived, have thought I would think I'm crazy that I like to, um, watch shows like a lot, but like I'll watch them on my iPad while I'm cooking. I'll watch them while I'm like showering, whatever. But like, I think, uh, something that people don't realize is that I, they're like, it's background noise to me and I'm able to actually drown out everything else that's going on around, around me. So like if other people are talking in their next room or if I'm in the same room in the, like the kitchen, the same room as someone else, I have like, if I have headphones popping in my head, it like, it's just background noise to me, but it drowns out everything else. So I'm able to focus on like my inner thoughts. So I think that's the key to, uh, like most successful, um, friendships, relationships, anything is to like have time for yourself. Um, and obviously to have a communication with that person and let them know like, Hey, so I know we've been together a lot and I know that in the beginning of the relationship, we kind of were very like dependent on our time together and, you know, getting to know each other. But now I feel like, especially the second year, we don't really need that as much. We need to figure out who we are as individuals first together than rather than being, um, a a couple. Cause we, we already figured that out. We know we can do it. We're obviously in year two. Um, but I, we need to now understand and, and figure out and grow from that. Um, so that we're able to grow as a couple together, but also as individuals. And, that, and that's what's the most important part in any term, long-term relationship is to understand and know where your boundaries are within with each other, but also within yourself. So like, not, not saying like, oh, don't push your own boundaries, but if you need more alone time or more self-care time than, you know, your partner... And they're not willing to budge on that. Maybe that's a conversation you guys need to have together. Uh, not compromising. I, I think I think the thing about self-care that I that has really helped um, within our relationship is that it's not about compromising self-care. It's about compromising to um, how that other person can understand. So I'm not compromising anything. I hate using that word compromise. It's to um, help the other person understand where you're coming from and that it has nothing to do with them. It's that you, this is your time to decompress. This is your time to, um, a lot of people like to call it like an intro, an extroverted introvert. Cause I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I can explode and have times with people and, um, want to spend as much time with people as possible. But I also need that time to compose myself because I'm using all this energy to be with other people and to be around other people and to kind of like, uh, just, you know, be social. And so I need now this time to be by myself. And sometimes that person doesn't understand that. Sometimes that person thinks that, well, why can't you just do that with me? And you can, but some, sometimes it is great for both of you to, again, miss each other, leave room to miss each other, leave room to, um, come together and have that hot socks or, and, and, and talk to each other about what you did when you were, you know, doing self-care. I'm not saying that you have to be secretive about what you did. Like if, if it's as simple as like, if you went to the library by yourself and had the whole afternoon, just reading a book, not even checking it out, just reading a book in the library or like outside the library because of COVID now, but like you, tell your partner about the the book, you know, tell them about how you did. If you went to the movie, took yourself to the movies, like date yourself while you're also, you can date yourself for 110% while you're also dating this person. You can be with as many friends as you want, 
and and also, you know, you can have a girl's night. You can have a quote unquote hot girl summer while also being in a relationship. It's it's the respecting the relationship is where um, people blur the lines, and that's again that's setting boundaries. Like, what are you and your partner comfortable with? Um, with them doing on this quote unquote hot girl summer. So like if you're going to go on a boat with um, a bunch of chicks and then go to like the sandbar and your friends are all single, but you're the only one in a relationship, you have to obviously know your boundaries um, with other people around you. Like would your partner, uh, would you, I, I think the p- point is, is would you be okay is if your partner danced with another girl, another person um, that th- like, so like, therefore you're setting, and if you not even setting boundaries, but therefore you already know your limitations or, and you have that conversation with your partner saying like, what, what constitutes to you as cheating, but that's a different conversation to have. That's an earlier conversation to have. So year two, you would already know all this stuff, just respecting yourself, respecting yourself and your, and your relationship. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's 110% important. So as you're respecting yourself and your relationship, you're also respecting your self-care, your self-love, um, and yourself. Like, take care of yourself first, then you take care of your relationship, you know? Then you 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 water your own plant before you water, you, um, water and flourish this relationship, which I think is extremely important. And, I mean, there are times that I slip up, like, uh, you know, uh, making someone feel like they aren't worthy or they aren't, uh, I wouldn't even say worth, I I would have to say uh, making them feel like they aren't important is different than, um, taking time for yourself. So if you're constantly ditching the person and I've done this before, so I, no shame. If you're constantly making that person feel like you're, they're not on your priority list, then that's a conversation to have and revisit. Cause that's not, um, what I'm talking about here. Like, I'm not saying like completely ignore your boyfriend, cut him off or not even cut him off, but like, you know, make it seem like you guys are drifting apart. Have that conversation, come back together and like revisit, um, you know, the the revisit how you guys are both feeling. It's always important to have those open conversations. And it's not even with your partner or whoever, whatever. It could be with a friend, with family members, you know, relationships are tough and you can get through it, but the whole point is like it's really important. It's really important because everyone is individuals. Everyone, you are an individual first before you get into a couple, and you should never be one person. That's co- that's codependency, and we we don't we like. I understand why people are codependent. I get it, but that's something that you should probably seek a counseling for um, because you shouldn't be codependent on your person. This person isn't your parent. This person, and you shouldn't even be codependent on your parent. But like this person shouldn't be the person that's making rash decisions for you. You should be able to hear their opinions about it, hear, hear them out, hear their side, hear, understand, hear and understand why they're choosing, why they're telling, maybe they suggest things to you, but you should be able to go back, reflect, understand why you feel the way that you feel, and then therefore make your decision, um, on anything, on anything, like, uh, there are times that I, I, I love the color pink and Mike loves how I look in pink. So therefore it works. It's a win-win. Like anytime I find an outfit, I always go for like a pink one, but I always end up choosing and wearing whatever I want. I don't ask him what he thinks. And then therefore I go with what he says. I mean, like I, I give his answer, um, love, like, uh, not leverage, but I give his answer some weight, like, you know, in my decision-making, but at the end of the day, we're two different people and 
we just come together as one uh, when we when we love each other. That's it. Like that's 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 as far as it should run. Like you guys should be two completely different people. If you guys have the same share the ho- same hobbies, great. But maybe that means that you need to pick up a new hobby so that you guys can do the same hobby together, this your your liking hobby together, and then doing something separate. Um, I'm very chill and I'm very go with the flow. Like I really don't care, and I know that Mike's not like that. So, but that works out for us because. If it's something I want to do, I'll go do it by myself. I'll go do it with other friends. I'll go do it with my parents, like my mom. Uh, you know, like there's always that option. You know, like it, I don't need to constantly do things with him. And there, and you shouldn't need to. You shouldn't need to or you shouldn't have to. You should just do it if you enjoy it and do it if you don't, <laughs> you know, or not do it if you don't, I meant to say. And if you're like a go with the flow person and don't care, as long as you're just having a good, t- like you're just like, I can have a good time anywhere. Do it. Go. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think having time to yourself is the utmost importance and to discover who you are as a individual again. Cause you know, you for, again, I, I, I understand that first year it's all about honeymoon stage and you're trying to be one, you know, like you're trying to come together as one, you're trying to couple up, whatever. And you're getting to that person. You're maybe shifting your likes and dislikes into theirs, into theirs. Like every, you kind of start to sound like them. It's the same thing with friendship. You kind of start to sound like them. You, um, kind of try to dress like them or please them. Okay. That's fine. First year, second year, you're starting to find that that's difficult because that's not who you are. That's not who you were before this. And you're not really recognizing who you are. You'll look in the mirror and you're like, wow, things that used to not annoy me so much annoy me now. Take some time to yourself, reflect, journal, understand, take a step back and understand that it's okay to not be with them for 24 hours. It's okay to not talk to them all the time. Um, It's okay to discover new things about yourself. It's okay to grow. And the thing is, is the best advice my mom has ever given me is that to know that you guys are a strong couple is to know that you guys can grow together. Um, but also separately. And if you guys grow separately and they're linear and then sometimes, sometimes it can happen where you're a squiggly line. You don't, you, you know, you, you go upwards, you go down, you, whatever. But if you guys can grow together and stay together, that's great. But if you guys don't like that's, you guys are great, like great solid couple. But if you guys grow apart and that's where breakups and divorce happens, it's okay. It's okay too. Cause one day you might come back together. You know, and if not, one day you might be friends. You never know. The world is so small. Like the world is big, but so small at the same time. So sometimes the universe has a funny way of telling us like, we're not ready for this relationship yet. We're not ready for this person yet. We're not ready for this step in our life yet. Maybe, maybe you're not even ready to be in a relationship yet, but you're trying to fight against it so much that it, you know, sometimes people get hurt and that's okay. So that's the end of my spiel. And Obviously, that's not all the advice that I gave to Mike's sister. It just stemmed, this conversation just stemmed from that. <laughs> so uh, that's the end for the non-Patreoners. If you guys are Patreoners, you'll get the rest. But uh, love you, and I'll see you uh, sometime this week.